Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Today we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities. We learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Circe. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Circe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you. 
I felt the cold hands of the undead creature close upon my arms as the thing thought to tear me into pieces as one might a piece of paper. I was growing quite tired of my most recent opponents attempting to rid me of my limbs. My arms had just shrugged off the coils of heavy iron. They had lifted monstrous cannibals into the blackness of the underworld, and they were routinely called upon to heft the incalculable weight of my father's rage. They would certainly endure beyond this creature's grip. I threw off the monster's hold, and as he staggered backward, surprised no doubt that I had overcome him, I delivered my fist hard and fast across the creature's perpetually grinning face. The undead thing tumbled to the floor, and the tides of fleeing killers reversed their course, realizing the elemental was clearly the lesser of the two presented threats. I was pleased. However, the elemental and the murdering army were peripheral to my course. I sought the triplets. I could feel the killing dream filling my body, thundering through the cracks in the mundane world, powering my efforts at negotiating the combat at hand. Renewed by the red dream flowing through me, I assumed the Prince of Smoke would be a fairly easy name to cross off my list. I was to learn otherwise. Magic shares much in common with dreaming, insomuch that magic is an effect without explanation, a staple feature of any dream. And contrary to the more common assumptions about magic, it isn't merely the defiance of reality, but is more specifically the annihilation of causality. This realization ran to the forefront of my mind when I saw the prince appear from the choking smokes of unchecked fires moving towards me with the grace born from practiced lethality, an attitude that had no place within the spoiled spaces of any one of the triplets. Here was magic, surely. My amazement rapidly turned to pain. Junior had already risen from my blow and was quick to put me into the stone and mortar of the false castle. Its attack was more than sufficient to send me flying through the wall and into the next room. Unsurprisingly, the creature failed to follow through with its bid to kill me, as it was clearly more focused on the prince. I found it humorous to think of such an undead monstrosity as this, carrying around a list of names, periodically perusing it for direction. The fires from the initial meeting between the army and the elemental continued to flood through the structure spilling across wooden fixtures and climbing into the rafters. I certainly enjoy the developing venue of this particular contest, even taking a few moments from my renewal of battle to approve of the seething ambience. I was surprised when I saw Junior drop to the prince, weighted fist held high, exuding the howls of murdered children, and failed to land a decisive blow against his designated target. While the creature's cold fist seemed to connect with the prince, who seemed more than willing to receive the attack, the very moment of impact revealed the magician to be nothing but a wall of mirrored glass. Through the sound of its shattering and the roar of the fire, I could hear the high-pitched laughter of the Prince of Smoke, mocking the Goliath from a grave. At that moment, I may have discovered a bit of respect for the killer magician, yet where were the other two brothers? Surely they were part of the show as well. As I began scanning the spaces around me for his cohorts, 
The magician appeared behind Junior, emerging again from the smoke as if he were truly a high arc of flames. The prince silently slapped an explosive device to the back of the elemental and shrank into smoke. Junior disappeared into a storm of fire and fury. I was stunned by the cleverness and efficiency of my opponent. I never guessed the killer to be anything but a financier of murder, certainly not the demon of smoke and mirrors that he now revealed himself to be. Where I had only discovered a bit of respect for the Prince of Smoke, I now found admiration. The shockwave from the explosion rippled through the bones of the copycat castle, and the Prince's apparent victory over Junior sent a renewed gust of courage surging into the sails of the army. They cheered their employer as they trained their attention and their weapons back on me. The Red Dream was doing its job well enough, but the stark reality of thousands of bullets washing over me began to buckle my powers. My hands instinctively went to the space where once dwelt my father, finding only air. Having no apparent route to victory, I sought out the silence beneath the fire, guns, and smoke. I felt the soft cold of the hidden quiet splash over my broken body, refreshing me, if only slightly. I breached the darkness within a dark cluster of soldiers. Disappointingly, the circumstances allowed little opportunity for art, so I dispatched the armed assemblage with little gusto, replacing flourish with brutal minimalism. It was a quick piece, but it had the desired effect upon my intended audience, a renewed fear. Before I could exploit the fruits of my labor, the prince was upon me. Where he came from, I cannot say, but I knew his blade was turning crimson cartwheels in my guts. Had it not been for the timely intervention of a brick I'd pulled from the wall, I might have been emptied there on the spot. The magician reeled from the blast of my crude weapon, but did not fall. He seemed to melt into the piles of bodies that lay all around me as if solid matter was no more restrictive to him than smoke. I speculated that the brothers were dressed alike, attacking at different times from different angles. After all, they had bragged to me about how they all shared a single identity. Publicly, they played at being an illusionist, David Shadow. Privately, they assumed the mantle of the deadly Prince of Smoke. And while I could not speak to the persona of David Shadow, the Prince of Smoke seemed more like a complete entity, replete with a cultivated skill for killing, and not simply a single trick played by three brothers. I had paid careful attention to the brothers over the course of my stay in their castle, and never did I detect anything that might have passed for even the slightest sign of a killing grace. Something wicked and truly wonderful was afoot with these triplets. Hey everybody, Maltopia recently had the opportunity to be part of a great charity project and we wanted to take a minute to share it with you. Horror D'Oeuvres, It Came From The Snack Bar, Volume 2, is a new horror anthology featuring some of the best authors of Reddit's premier horror flash fiction community, Short Scary Stories. All proceeds from Horror D'Oeuvres Volume 2 are donated to the 501c3 Scares That Care, a charity dedicated to helping those suffering from childhood illness burns, and breast cancer. Featuring exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else, Horror D'Oeuvres Volume 2 also includes cover art by Maltopia's lead artist and an exclusive flash piece titled The Prince of Charlatans. 
Available on Amazon in ebook and print, follow the links in the description to pick up your copy of Horror Dirves Volume 2. And on behalf of everyone at Short Scary Stories, we thank you very much for your support. I was about to submerge myself back into the darkness when I heard the sound of tiny gliding feet. It was an altogether different sound than the relentless clunking of the mercenaries, and it came from the spot where Junior had been blown from the world. Within moments, I was treated to a wonderful sight. Out of the still lingering smoke of Junior's demise, there spilled a multitude of pale children, all of whom moved swiftly despite appearing quite dead. At least fifty of the little things darted into the shadows as quickly as hummingbirds. When they had all been thoroughly absorbed into the fire, smoke, and darkness, I could hear the screams of the troops rip through the smoky air. I was delighted to see the Prince of Smoke wasn't the only creature capable of magic tricks. It seemed that Junior was a master mystifier, on par with the best magicians. My amusement at the proceedings died quickly and horribly, when from behind me there came a chorus of familiar voices. I turned around to find a gang of dead children standing upon a pile of rubble, glaring at me. I knew each of their names. All save one fell silent. Her name was Lily. Look, it's little Donald, all grown up. We all had such a good time playing that day in the park, didn't we, Donald? That is, until you turned us over to that awful father of yours. He put us in cages for months. He used our blood to make his paints, Donald. Did you know what he'd do to us? Did it make you happy to see us slowly killed? Why didn't you try to stop him? Why didn't you let us out of our cages, Donald? Why did you let us die? And then I fell into the merciless grasp of a memory. Why are you hurting them, father? Honestly, son, what harm can really be done to the dead? Do you think those children alive? You've so much to learn, my little apprentice. There's no life in those little corpses. They're merely the freshest cadavers this world, this dead world, has to offer. Nothing else. You see, my art is very much like blood magic in so much that it draws its strength from the most vital sources that can be had. And here, where people are only plastic and dead, the youngest corpses are the most useful corpses, as they are the only things likely to furnish even a speck of vitality. The dust of their dreams is what gives my paints, clays, and canvases their true colors, not the dull, lifeless combinations of earthly constituents. But they cry. They cry for me to save them. How could they be dead? They have no idea they're dead, son. They woke up in the middle of their sweet dreams, spilling out cold and lifeless into this land of unloving, shuffling strangers. They, we, are all at best only ghosts. At worst, corpses. I pray we are the former, for that means there's still a chance that life and by life I mean dream, can again dawn upon us all. But for that to happen, I must play God, which is the purpose of any artist worth a bucket of paint. 
I must reconstitute life from loam. The only thing those little creatures can try to save is their skin. The webbing that constricts their dreams, anchoring them to this alien graveyard. What you hear is the dead pleading to stay dead. Nothing more. Do you want those poor children to stay dead forever, Donald? No. And then the memory released me. Lily's face lacked even a shred of understanding. It merely hung dead and vengeful, long lost to the tides of pain that had stayed her soul from oblivion. Neither she nor the rest of the dead children understood what had been done to them. For them. And while I didn't share my father's particular views concerning the role of children in art, I was nonetheless sympathetic to his efforts, if not his methods. However, my sympathy was not shared by the deceased children standing before me. I did not allow you to die, little ones. I had been given to believe, incorrectly, that you were being made to truly live, as once we all did before all this death became us. I am truly sorry that my father's efforts failed you, but I am afraid I cannot be the inheritor of his sins. All I can do is hope that my efforts will be more successful than his. I want nothing more than for you to learn to dream again, little ones. I knelt down before Lily and the little corpse searched my eyes, finding only death, dream, and truth. I could feel the dead flower of her soul take strength from my conviction, blooming in the darkness of her tiny, beautiful sadness. She threw her arms around me and sobbed into the shadows. One after another, the dead children came to me. With each new embrace, my strength swelled, joining with the power of the red dream. Their fragile, wonderful hugs were so filled with hope, even after death. It was that rootless little hope, an amalgam that powered the undead giant, known as Junior. Lily placed her blackened, twisted hand to my face. You poor, poor monster. So broken. So beautiful. Go to them. We will tend to these fools for as long as we are able. Find your family, Donald, and avenge us all for being so rudely awoken from such a beautiful dream. I kissed her upon her spoiling forehead and rose from the gathering of undead children, renewed. My tears held the smoke from my eyes as I strode through the fire, crushing the shadows that rose against me. I now moved through the hordes of soldiers with a new conviction, a new burning dream. Dead children lifted from the grave to glory thrilling through black skies, with bits of rolling thunder surging through their hopeful hearts. I reached the last door, a fabricated drawbridge barred shut by a length of red-hot iron. Standing before it was the Prince of Smoke, holding a dagger in each hand, laughing. However, the laughter was not the property of any one single triplet, but rather the conjoined cackling of the entire lot of them. I see you're finally coming to understand things, family man, if only slightly. Yet secrecy is ever the magician's prerogative, is it not? I clenched my fists, every fiber of them aching from the absence of my sweet sisters. 
To be honest, I'm rather relieved to see that you're not nearly as dull as I had come to believe. I almost regret having to remove you from my kill list. Almost. You see, I take the transgressions against my family quite seriously, magician. So I'm afraid I won't be ending you quickly. It'll be quite a messy disappearing act, indeed. The prince twirled a dagger and smiled. Out of respect for the game, and no small amount of fear of consequence, I haven't inspected your kill list. However, I'm fairly certain it isn't nearly so extensively crossed out names as mine. You're about to find out why that is, big man. The men of one body vanished in a thick plume of smoke. Wrapped in the red dream and the hope of lost children, I moved to the massive door and seized the glowing steel bar that held it shut, snapping it in half with my bare hands. My hands caught fire, allowing me to augment the blow I struck against the prince as he appeared behind me, knives in hand. The composite man was knocked into roaring flames, but I knew it would take more than fire to finish him just as it would take more than a predictable sneak attack to finish me. If the extent of your magic is limited to performing such cheap tricks, you may have oversold yourself, your highness. The magician fell silent, allowing his soldiers to answer my taunt. The Prince of Smoke wasn't the only one who could vanish. The killer's gunfire failed to find me as I loosed myself into a strong current of shadow in silence disappearing from sight. Within moments, I had gained the courtyard surrounding the false castle. I could hear my sisters weeping like never before, the sound filling me with even more fire. Just before I merged into the nearby woods, I cast my glance backwards. The prince was standing in the sky, apparently held against gravity by only the plumes of smoke that rose out of the burning castle. His gaze pushed against the darkness by which I traveled, and I could feel his strange power reaching out for me. I threw out a cloud of silence and disappeared anew. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Today we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. 
The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities. We learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Cersei. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Cersei on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.